Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. approaching sex and we we think of it as a very taboo topic in society and there's something really deeply wrong with that. I've noticed over the past couple of years there has been a change in young people and their faith. I've noticed more young people are moving away from large denominational religious groups and shifting towards alternative faiths such as alternative healing. I never really understood this form of faith, so I thought I would speak to someone for this week of the Nasty Woman Club so I can hear more about what exactly is alternative healing and what it brings to someone in their everyday life. I spoke with Amanda Forrest. She's the creator of the Lioness Academy and the Lioness Academy podcast. She spoke to me about the importance of sexual liberation and why it helps empower women to feel confident in their sexuality and their sexual desires. And of course, I asked her, what exactly is alternative healing? I wanted to know, why are so many young people moving towards this type of faith? This is Amanda Forrest. I've noticed over the years there has been a rise in particular young people being interested in intuitive healing and all these forms of alternative spirituality instead of the stereotypical religions and other faiths. For you personally, why do you think more people, in particular young people, are going more towards this type of healing? You know, I think there is a shift in the current paradigm that we have as a society that I think we are moving from accepting that we only have five senses and accepting that science is limiting our, our understanding of the world and accepting that our realities are the way that they are and that's just it, that there's nothing else to discover, that everything that has been discovered is everything that we have the capability of understanding, that there is no going further. There's this kind of stagnant energy in society and I think that I've talked to many young people and even people who are older than me, but a lot less so. I think it's very much this generation that I am in. We're aware that on some capacity, there is a shift happening in consciousness in this paradigm that we are currently in, that we are beginning to shift outwards from. And that's why I see such a a great community around spirituality. It's a more personalized view of spirituality that links our human beingness with that of the greater creative energy that is God, spirit, uh, source energy, whatever you call it personally, it is a very deeply personal experience that cannot be defined by anybody's anybody else's terms. Of, and that's why Um, A lot of people are just turning away from these traditional religions and looking for this alternative attitude of healing is because we all have this personal, very individualized experience of life, of course. And so we all need this individualized experience of how to heal what we have experienced. If we've picked up 
trauma and pain along the way, toxic relationships, stuff that is, it, it's not generalized. It's very, it's very rooted in our personal psychology. And so the, the fields of psychology and the fields of spirituality and healing and all of these wonderful theology uh, theories that we've picked up throughout the centuries are starting to come together. And young people are really interested in figuring out how our minds work because the realm of not the realm, but the the industry of psychology, the the academic field of psychology, there we go, is very, very interesting. And it's evolving at a very rapid pace. And I see that there is a huge coercion between psychology and spirituality. And so it's not just this desire to understand our own brains, but understanding that for some reason we have this relationship with the divine with the invisible with this force that is much bigger than all of us that we can't see but we can feel it's just a very intuitive sense and and from most people that I've talked to they're like I don't know why I feel this way I mean people tell me that I'm kinda crazy I'm super woo-woo you know and and that is a an experience that I've been coming across a lot more frequently than I used to just within the last couple of years it's like a part of us is waking up and that is attracting a lot more people to these alternative ways of healing and experiencing spirituality because we're no longer defined within the terms of what people have told us we are allowed to believe. I understand that on your website and also on your social media platforms, you've spoken about your mental health. You, you specifically mentioned that you have had anxiety and depression. How has this alternative healing personally helped you in regards to your mental health? I have learned a lot about relinquishing control because my mental health symptoms were based largely upon me feeling like I am spiraling out of control and that I have no foothold on my life and that I am a victim to all of my circumstances. And particularly with my anxiety, I have, I have really tried to hold on to a specific vision of how my life is supposed to look. And I projected that specific vision onto everything external that is going along in my life. And from my limited base of knowledge that I have, that I had, I thought that there were only so many ways that my life could go. And in order for me to be any of the following loved, accepted, validated, successful, uh, happy. I had to adhere to these certain rules and this limited amount of paths that I could take. And when things wouldn't go my way, which they often did not, I would take those incredibly personally, not because I had a resentment towards um, not like I was stamping my foot and having a tantrum like a little child because I felt like I deserved that stuff that I wanted, but because I, I felt like as much as I tried to do good, as much as I tried to hold myself together and have these relationships and, and do all of these things that were going to make me loved and successful, no matter how hard I tried, I would always fail. And that came down to not just my my 
realization that, that I was trying to control everything that was happening in my life and I wasn't trusting any greater purpose. I wasn't I wasn't trusting that I was put here to do something in particular and I was just supposed to see where it go where where it goes. It was also the realization that I had a really deeply ingrained limiting belief about how much I was worth. And that came from I have to do things in order to be lovable, in order to be successful, in order to be validated. I need to do things that are in my control so that I can gain the support and the love that I need from other people. And it was always this external reaching for how I could be enough. And when I was just being me and just being silent and being still and listening to myself, I was not enough. And I, I think that's a reflection of just how how the world is kind of structured right now, especially in, in Western society in America. It's very, you do this, you have these credentials, you, you uh, do life this way, and this is the only, these are the requirements that you have to have in order to be loved or successful or beautiful or all of the above, all of everything that I would want to aspire to. I, I felt like there was a specific rule book that I had to follow, and if I didn't achieve all of these things by a certain date, I was not good enough. I think that's great that you yourself, you're still on this journey. You've been on it for uh, several years now, you say. And I think it's great that you're using your experience and how different ways have helped you that you're going to now helping other people through your coaching and also your podcast as well. How did you decide to, in particular, um, create the Lioness Academy? Why did you decide to call it Lioness? And why did you decide to turn it into this platform that's a podcast and also that you do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well? Well, I actually had the idea for my one-on-one -on -one coaching practice first and I decided to call it the Lioness Academy because the Lioness is such a, a feminine symbol. She is strong. She is fiery. She knows exactly what she wants. The lionesses of the prides are the hunters, the ones who provide and also caretake for everybody and make sure that everybody is safe. And um, they don't ever displace their own needs. They get everything that they need first uh, because they know that the strength of their pride and of their community really starts with how they treat themselves and how they, they feed their souls. So the lioness is a really powerful symbol of courage and of truth and of love. And those are the three values that really drive all of the work that I do, not just with my intuitive tattoo design, but with the Lioness Academy and bringing women in uh, with me, working one-on-one -on -one to completely rewire their brains and how they think about themselves and putting themselves first and just, and figuring out what is it that you want what were you put on this earth to do? And that might be a very vague and and big question to answer that you, it feels like, how could you possibly answer that? But it begins with remembering yourself because we all have been put here for a individual reason. I mean, you have your podcast that you're doing. I'm I'm doing my podcast and my creative work. I'm painting and I'm drawing all the time because it's what fills my soul up and it's what helps me understand my purpose here. And it's all creative work. It's just the, the freedom to express. I first 
developed the Lioness Academy as my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. And that's why I call it the Academy because it, it has this uh, very clear curriculum. There's a lot of resources in it. I connect you with other healers and other um, masters in the fields of psychology and spirituality and healing and art and um, sexuality also is a really big part of it, sexual liberation of women. And then I created the podcast because I, well, first of all, it was because I had some limiting beliefs about my ability to actually coach other women because I was having doubts about how I am not really a leader and um, I'm not really that good and, you know, I have to learn a lot more. So actually, <laughs> the idea for the podcast was born out of this this scarcity belief, but it really turned into this uh this idea of not everybody is financially available or has. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As the time to do this really intensive work uh, on spiritual and emotional healing. And um, since we're all so busy and we're all going and doing one after the other of things to do and stuff that requires our attention and our time, I realized that having a podcast was kind of like my trainings on the go and it's available to everybody with, with no charge. And it's just, it can also be a platform for my incredible conversations with I, with, I have with all of these people who inspire me. And so just bringing in everybody who's interested in this stuff, because I have such meaningful conversations with people every single day that I wish I record. And so I have started uh, just writing down notes of things that I learned from people and then I share them. And I am really excited to start bringing on other experts in these fields to share their expertise and their um, just intuitive wisdom of stuff that we really need to know because psychology and the arts and especially sexuality have been really suppressed and it's not something that you can easily just find a comprehensive guide to and I, I keep finding new platforms that actually do embody all of these different things um, that are all created by women um, of course because we are the the creators of life basically like cisgender women I mean and we're the creators of ideas and community and healing and spirit and compassion and love and and we're the bearers of culture basically no matter what our biology says we are the bearers of culture we are, have this responsibility to teach others and to um, change how the world is thinking and um, and so the podcast was just making my message the most widely available that it can be. 
And you spoke about earlier one of the main topics that you like to talk about in your podcast and also in your coaching as well, which I find really amazing, is that you spoke about sexual liberation for women. Why was that such an important topic for you to have included in your life coaching and in your podcast and in the Lioness Academy? Oh, gosh. Well, this is really, really personal. This this t- this comes from um, deeply suppressed trauma in my own life that I, since working on that, has been terrifying and also very freeing. Um, when I was a lot younger, I was 14, I was in a relationship where the sexual side of my relationship was kept a secret. And I was forbidden to talk to anybody about it. I, I didn't want to tell anybody that I was that I was having sex because I was raised in a family that never really talked about it as something that was normal. It was kind of like, oh, that's something you'll learn about when you're older. It's kind of, you know, it's wrong. It's 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 not something that is known, I guess. It was it was very suppressed. So in my family it was a secret. Then I entered into this this relationship which really was not healthy where sex was a, a secret. And then um when that relationship ended, I I confided in my best friend at the time, my sister at the time, that I had had sex and had keep, kept it a secret for over a year. And at that point, I was I was 14. I was I was really young, so a year was a long time in my life. And I confided in my best friend, and I told her that I had had sex, and her first reaction was that I was disgusting. She said, I can't even look at you the same way again. She said, that is disgusting. I can't sit on your bed. I can't ever look at you the same way again. You are disgusting. She just kept repeating those things to me. And that was what completely broke me apart. And that's what spiraled me into um, this, this deep, dark pit of depression and anxiety was it was all rooted in my disgust with myself that I had been sexually active. And not only that, but that I had enjoyed it. Because I am I am at my core a very sexual being. I am a creation, a creative being. I'm an artist. And creativity and sexuality are so intertwined, it's hard to tell them apart, really. Because they're both these, these experiences that are beyond words. They're beyond logical explanation. There's no scientific way to measure either of them. And they, they're both, they're two sides of the same coin, sexuality and creativity. And so sexual liberation for women is, is a big deal that (laughs) it's a big deal. That's all I'm going to say. No, I'm kidding. But, um, it's tied to our the way that we are programmed because sexual liberation is creative liberation and when we are free to express ourselves creatively and sexually and we feel empowered by that instead of shameful and we realize that there is no reason why we should be disconnected from our bodies because that is where all of the magic happens i mean we're in, we are embodying these these human beings for a reason, these human bodies. And it's our responsibility to take full advantage of what we have. 
And I was spending too much of my life feeling shameful and wrong and dirty for my sexual acts. And I just felt, I, I felt so alone and isolated in my pain because since my sister, this one woman who I felt like I could confide in for everything, she had dismissed me and degraded me and shunned me for this. I felt like there was nobody that I could go to about this, that I was completely alone in my suffering. And so I developed PCOS, um, polycystic ovary syndrome. I had I started having really irregular periods. I only, still at this point, I only have about four to six periods a year um, because and I think at this point, I think it might be because my uterus is is out of balance or it's it's shifted somehow in inside my body. Um, it's not lined up. Something is very wrong. And a lot of that has been due to stress and shame and suppression and my unwillingness to actually feel between my legs because I just felt like it was something that was so raunchy and disgusting and sinful that I didn't even want to venture there. And then I started developing all of these physical problems, all of these physical illnesses. I had terrible PMS. I felt like I was, I, I was suicidal whenever I would have PMS and it was not every month. So it was, it was built up over time. And then once every two or three months, I would just get launched back into my horrible depressive symptoms. And my periods were, were short and and confusing and painful and just I I was disconnected from them completely. I was I met I met a spiritual healer a couple of months ago who told me you're not even ovulating because you you're you're not in touch with your body and that was that was a huge wake up call for me and I said there's something here. There's something really wrong with how we have been uh, addressing sex and approaching sex. And we, we think of it as a very taboo topic in society. And there's something really deeply wrong with that. So sexual liberation is a really big part of what I do. And at this point, like there's still just this huge limiting setback for me of how am I going to be perceived? Am I going to be perceived as a slut now because I speak out for sexuality? Like, what am I even going to do with this? Am I confident enough to embody my full sexual self? And um, do I feel comfortable with it? And it's, it's like as as uncomfortable as it is, it feels like it's the right direction. It feels so right. And so I'm I'm very much still in the beginning of learning about this, but. I've just felt such a shift, and, and it's not just within spirituality, but it's also within our bodies and the way that we connect with our own bodies and with other people's bodies and um, with our own pleasure and inviting people in, inviting ourselves in instead of feeling the pressure to perform and achieve and do and have and um, be enough. We already are, and so we, we should start inviting inviting ourselves into ourselves. <laughs> That's a funny way of putting it, but um, but yeah, just like really focusing on like what makes us feel good, what makes me feel like I am taken care of and provided for and loved, and what makes me 
have orgasms, what makes me feel like otherworldly pleasure, and actually holding some value for that instead of seeing it as something that is shameful and embarrassing and not something you talk about at the dinner table. Bring it to the dinner table, for God's sake. Like, make it something that we talk about all the time. Essentially, it is empowering women because it's empowering women to feel like it's okay if you're a sexual being or not a sexual being. And I think it's really great that you talk about it because it is definitely a taboo topic in particular because if people feel ashamed about it, of course, they're not going to bring it up and be like, oh, I'm ashamed of this. Like, So I think it's great that you've used your experience even when it's a really traumatic experience that you're still dealing with the effects of it now today. I think it's really great that even through that, you're still able to help people through it. And I really think it's really great. Thank you so much for saying that. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for letting me chat to you today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you. I mean, all of this stuff kind of just rambled out of my mouth. So I'm happy that it all was cohesive and (laughs) able to... (laughs) Um, able for you to understand and I'm really I'm just really happy that I could add value to your mission and all of the amazing things that you were doing I'm just so grateful to know such incredible people like yourself so thank you so much like from the bottom of my heart for having me on here today thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the nasty woman club today I spoke with Amanda Forrest for more information, make sure you head to her Instagram pages, AK Forest, and also the Lioness Academy. To listen to her podcast, the Lioness Academy, head over to Podbean. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to today's podcast episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.